everything is going great. Your prospect is on board. You've uncovered a business problem that you can help solve. And then the very next question they ask you, can you send me some information? How do we tackle this particular problem? Do you desire a competitive advantage delivered weekly that will help propel you into the next level of your sales career? Then you have found the right place. Welcome to the Win the Deal Show, a B2B sales podcast for sales professionals like you that want to discover ways to improve your strategy, communication and negotiation techniques, and ultimately win more deals. Get ready to accelerate your sales growth. Now, here's your host, Tim Barnaby. Welcome back to the Win the Deal Show. I'm your host, Tim Barnaby. Today, we're going to dive into the dreaded question, can you send me some information? Or the derivatives of that type of question, which could include something like, I need to speak to somebody else, or can you call me back in a couple of months? These challenges are ones that we should not shy away from. So let's talk about what is really happening and how we can overcome to get to another step in our B2B sales process. Before we get started, make sure you take the opportunity to grab my free guide to telling better sales stories, the five must-haves to turn your sales story into a success. It's specifically for B2B sales professionals, and it outlines the easy, straightforward story selling strategies that I and my clients use to hone their most important asset. When used effectively, this will make you one step ahead to winning more deals. If you want to make an impact on your sales, go to timbarnaby.com story and grab a copy of the five must haves. We're still talking about our discovery phase within the clarify the problem element of our sales process today. And what we're really talking about now is where we've had a great conversation or email exchange or text message exchange, however it is that you're handling the B2B sale in your process. And if you've been following along in the path of the, I've been describing through the past episodes of this podcast, you'll know that part of this phase of our sales process is that we're really looking to uncover the business problem that our prospective customer is having or is challenged by and understand if our product or service is a solution to that business problem that can help them. We get to a point in the process where we may hear from the buyer or the person that we are speaking to that they want to think about it or can you send me some information or can you call me back next week to further discuss? Sometimes these tactics by the person on the other side is really being driven by the fact that they legitimately are busy and they haven't the time to continue the conversation or the dialogue, however is being had. So we need to advance to another stage, which happens sometime in the future perhaps in a different manner. What do I mean by that? 
Well, if you're having a phone dialogue, you've managed to get them on the phone, you've uncovered the business problem and they say something like, this all sounds great, can you call me next week to further discuss this? Or they may say something like, this sounds really great, but I think you really need to speak to Joe. Or I can't make any decisions about this right now. What you really need to do is speak to Jane in purchasing. So there are a couple of key elements that are uncovering here. The person may not feel comfortable with the solution that we're providing, or they're looking to put us off in a date in the future by speaking to someone else or speaking to them in the future. And at which point, if you've been in sales any time, you probably recognize what happens in that future phone call or attempt to connect. The phone doesn't get picked up or it gets put off through email exchanges. I can't speak to you today. Can you call me next week? There's a reason that they can do this. And really it comes down to there are a few factors. Number one, they legitimately don't have the time to connect with us. But number two, they might not be interested in what we're trying to sell. And therefore, they're just looking for that polite way without ha having to directly engage with us uh, by moving the needle forward, but yet not making a commitment. And so this is a way for them to not feel threatened by just delaying the inevitable which is hoping that we'll give up and not pursue the path. And we know that if there's a legitimate business problem that we have uncovered and that we want to help them solve, we're going to continue to pursue this opportunity. If we legitimately didn't find that business problem, then likely we would want to pursue for the fact that we're trying to uncover that. If we are really just trying to peddle our goods and services without really doing our due diligence in a way to uncover a business problem that we can help solve and that there is value to selling that product or service to this potential future customer, then we are truly wasting both of our time. Let's go through the path that we have done the true work that we know we should do and found that legitimate business problem. And now we have gotten to that point where the person that we're speaking with either doesn't have the authority, doesn't have the time, or is looking to punt down the road a little bit. How can we address this and keep the sales process moving forward? There are three things we want to consider when we answer any of those types of questions or statements from the prospective customer. First, we're going to confirm what's been asked of us. If someone has asked us to call them or email them or send them, let's confirm the ask. Let's confirm what it is that they are looking for us to do. Yes, I will send you some more information. Yes, I will call you next week. Yes, I will follow up with you in X amount of time. Yes, I will connect with whoever it is that you need me to connect with. 
by confirming what it is that they have asked, it makes the person on the other side feel heard. If we were to outright say, absolutely not, I'm only going to deal with you, that's going to be a little bit of a challenge. They're going to see us as confrontational. And we don't want to be confrontational at this stage. We're still looking to build a relationship. So confirming the ask of what has been asked upon us is a good way to continue to build the trust and acknowledge the person who has asked us to take an action item, follow up, send information, connect with someone else, legitimizes what it is that they have asked us to do. So number one is to confirm what the ask is. Step number two is to acknowledge what it is that they are asking us to do. If in the example of, can you send me some information? Let's acknowledge what it is that we are going to send. So for example, yes, I would be happy to send you some information so that I don't overwhelm you with lots of detail that is of no value. Can you confirm what some of the details are that you are specifically asking for in the information that you have requested so that I can customize that directly to you? We don't want to inundate our potential future customers with lots of marketing materials that perhaps they don't need nor want or even that is available from our website or other areas within our social space. We could be uh, looking to provide testimonials that perhaps aren't on our website are directly related to their industry or their particular challenge that we aren't highlighting today and provide that to them for further backup that will help them advance the sale on their end. We could also be looking to acknowledge that what they have asked us to do, i.e., could you speak to Jane? Yes, I would be happy to speak with Jane. Can you please direct me as to who she is and how I reach out to her and what she would be looking for as part of the sales process around what she would need to hear from me when I reach out to her? This, again, just acknowledges the fact that there is a reason as to why we're going to connect with someone else or why we're going to send the appropriate information, but to really bring a little more clarity as to why we are taking that action. And if we do it in a way so that we are customizing it to the reasons as to why we are going to take that action on their behalf, it again solidifies that trust environment for what it is that we're going to do. We're not just going to blindly reach out to someone for absolute no reason. We might even follow up if there was if we we're talking about connecting with someone else. I'd be happy to connect with them. Can you let me know what they are looking for? And could you introduce me through email so that they know who I am when I reach out? Step one we've confirmed the ask. Step two is seek acknowledgement for the rationale as to why 
we're getting the extra information or following up with someone else or setting a time for a future date, we're acknowledging the rationale and the reasons as to why that happens. And step three is to understand what's next. What is the next item when we do this? When I send you the information that you have asked, what will be the next step? Does that mean that a decision will be made? Does it mean that you'll be sending over a revised contract or purchase order? Does this mean we get the order? These are bold questions to ask, but if they're asking us to invest our time, our energy, our knowledge and resources towards helping them make a decision, then we want to know what is next for us in the part of the process and what it really means when they get it. It somewhat forces the hand of the other person to give you an insight as to what will happen next. I don't think any legitimate person is going to say, can you send me some information? And when you ask the question, what will happen next, that they will say, well, I'm gonna put it in a drawer and wait for six months to deal with it. And if they do say that, certainly we have some more questions which to ask as to why we would be even sending that information to them. They probably are not gonna come right out and say, I'm gonna compare this against my current supply base and challenge them on their pricing. Although legitimately, that is a real concern and they may absolutely take that approach. Getting a next step for you and your organization. Will it be reviewed with the decision maker? Will it be looked at by a buying committee? Will it lead to another conversation or presentation with key people in the business that have a direct impact as to how this solution will help solve their business problem? We need to know that next step and what it means as part of the sales process and their buying process so that we are aware of everything of what it means for this action to be taken. Confirm what has been asked, acknowledge and clarify any issues around what that request is, and then get a next step of what needs to happen when that information is shared or when that call is set up or whatever time frame to follow up is set there needs to be a next step to be taken so that we know that the path towards a final sale continues to move forward and that this is not just being shared so that it can sit in a desk somewhere Leaders are readers. Want to become the next leader for your team? Let's check out what Tim is reading this week. This week's book is a physical book. Uh, it's a soft cover. It's called Questions That Sell by Paul Cherry. And I'm reading the second edition of the book. It did come out in the early 2000s and it was just re-released, I believe, in 2016 or 2018. So I'm reading it for the first time here and I've 
really enjoyed this. It builds on other books that I've already recommended on this podcast. And it's really specific to the topic that I've been discussing for the last couple of episodes. The qualifying of our prospects is the key to the sales process in terms of how I think of it. I like to think that the opening is the new closing. And these techniques of building really good questions that help move the sales forward is a key element in having a strong opening with our potential future customers. And this book really walks you through not just examples of the questions that you can use, but really the idea behind why those questions work and the types of questions that they are and how one type of question can build on another type of question. And what Paul does really well is after he has given the example of the type of question you should use and the reason for using it, he kind of builds the examples around scenarios that you could use and gives you opportunities to create questions like the ones that he has described in the book based on the scenario that he's presented. So it's more than just a book. It's really a reference guide and an exercise manual that you can read through, get an understanding of the different types of questions that are available for us to use, and then apply that knowledge in the specific scenario in which he has outlined. And from my perspective, it gives us the opportunity to then think about the scenarios that we face in our selling. If this were my customer or potential future customer in my industry, based on the types of products and services that I sell, what would I say in this scenario? When the prospective customer in the book says this, based on their situation, what's the equivalent in my sales world and my customers and how they speak? And that gives you that opportunity in which to build the arsenal that you need behind you for good questioning techniques when you're building your prospecting questions. It's always good to prepare and be ready in advance. And so I encourage you to go out and get this book and learn about those different questioning techniques so that you can be ready for your next sale. Thanks for joining me this week. Next week, we will continue on in the sales process with the amplifying your message. We're gonna work on what it means to continue to go down the path in our sales process now that we have uncovered the business problem. And we're gonna be asked for sharing details in proposals and presentations and demos And what does it mean now that we've uncovered the problem, what the message looks like when we share our details about us and our products and services? What does it mean when we are in front of our prospective future customer presenting the business case as to why they should select us? We're gonna move into that next element of amplify your message. And I look forward to sharing more with you on future episodes of the podcast around that premise. If you haven't done so already, 
make sure you're subscribed so you'll be kept up to date when new episodes of the podcast release. And if you've been getting value out of this, please consider providing a review so that others who are looking for information around B2B sales can help find this podcast. That's all for this week. I hope you go out and have a great sales week and make big sales. So until next week, I hope that you continue to do well and you continue to build on everything that you're learning by going out, take massive action and win the deal. Thank you for listening to the Win the Deal Show. What action will you take away and implement? We would love it if you would leave a rating and review in order to help others like you find this show. And remember to subscribe so that you will be the first to hear the latest episode. Check out all our episodes at winthedealshow.com. Thank you for listening. Now, go out, take massive action, and win the deal.